1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard John Kennedy says Celtic can't rush their managerial appointment And he's also given an update on the future of Lee Griffiths No fans will be allowed into Hamden for this season's Scottish Cup final And Jim Goodwin thinks players should become referees when they hang up their boots Can you imagine these two? I'm joined tonight by Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Yeah, interesting comments today from John Kennedy Urging for patience in the search for a, a new manager um, Some would argue that the Celtic fans have been patient over six weeks and still no announcement and I think Celtic fans are getting slightly nervous that Eddie Howe may not be the done deal Wade Griffiths uh, would hope for a new deal next year but it looks like uh, his time is running out at Celtic and it could be his last couple of months of anything that John Kennedy says is to be read into po- properly and fans no fans for the cup final but fans in for Euros is that a positive? well I would take that because a couple of months ago it didn't look like there'd be anybody inside Hamden this summer yeah I think we're on the right, uh, right uh, road Gordon um, interesting um, the sort of a situation at Celtic with Eddie Howe Obviously, everybody thinks it's a done deal. We're getting phone calls here. I think a lot of Celtic supporters over the moon with the decision, looking forward to it. The question mark was, when is he going to come into the building? Some were saying, get him in just now. Some were thinking, no, just let him get to the end of the season, start a fresh plan. But it seems to go on quiet. Some of the stuff his agents come out with, it tells you it's not a real done deal. Uh, once again, the staff issue come up. I read that the other day as well. And obviously, a big talking point, Lee Griffiths, who's been absolutely, no matter what this season uh, has been in store for him, he's been absolutely brilliant for Celtic. He really has. But has it now come to the end of his Celtic career? 01419511025. That is the number you need to get in touch tonight. So let's hear from you. John Kennedy says Celtic can't rush their managerial appointment. Celtic fans, how do you feel about those comments? What have you been making of some of the updates or lack of regarding Eddie Howe's potential arrival? And what about Lee Griffith's future? Is this the time that him and Celtic part ways? Is it time that that would benefit both parties? Or is he the type of talent that Celtic needs to extend his contract and uh, keep him round about? Let us know, 01419511025. As we said, no fans inside Hamden for this month's Scottish Cup final. What do you make of that? Um, and we've eventually, the, the return of the, the Premiership has been ages since we had a league game. If you remember back to, to Celtic against Rangers the 21st of March, yeah. then we had international football and we've had Scottish Cup weekend as well. So it's been a, been a few weeks. Um, since we had league football What are you thinking As we move back towards that 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Absolutely delighted This guy's had a haircut First and foremost Gordon Deal yeah. Doesn't really matter on radio But it was getting some amount of attention yeah, On Twitter yeah. See when he appeared on Sky Sports The other day My inbox lit up What is this guy doing Does he not know That the hairdressers are open again Someone photoshopped him onto Claire Balding. Yeah, I know. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. that? They were trying to say that you you had the same hairdo as as Claire Balding. Hold on, hold on. Was that that not Hannah? Was Hannah not involved in this? I I just think Roger Hannah might. might Listen, I heard Roger's opening piece in the show on Tuesday. 
uh, and I quickly pointed out to yourself, Gordon, that I'd had a haircut. But honestly, when I when I turned up at that interview for Sky the other day, my hair was fine when I got out of the car. But they put it in the the windiest part of Glasgow. I think I could stand. And soon as the cameras yeah, turned there's on, there's you with clear Baldings uh, hair. That's that's looks uncanny. Better, that's <laughs> looks better than the, the hair I had that day. Uh, right, it's cut now. Enough about that nonsense. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from John Kennedy, Celtic fans. What about Eddie Howe and Lee Griffiths? Does he have a future at Celtic? Yes or no? You decide. Give us a call right now. Uh, the interim manager is urging patience as the search for a new boss continues. As I think everyone knows. Eddie Howe very much in the, the driving seat But reports claim um, That the talk of the deal being imminent that That's now seems to be a bit premature John Kennedy says it's not something that can be rushed The club have to make the right decision For the the, the greater good of the club going forward You know do you, do you bring a manager in Just name a manager now that isn't They might think it's not quite right For the sake of the season book Or do they make sure they make the right decision long term You know and that's what the fans And I know it's difficult to understand that You know without clarity and um, and, and I think you know people probably expect that everyone behind the scenes knows everything. They should let everybody know everything. But you know th- some things have to remain private to a point where decisions are ready to be made, and they can obviously uh, put that across to everyone else. You know, but we just got to be patient in this time. Um, it's a difficult, been a difficult season. Everybody understands that. Um, you know, but in terms of the club, they want to do the right thing moving forward. Sometimes that takes a bit longer than you, uh, everyone would like, but we've got to be patient in that. And we've got to keep building forward. You know, we have a fantastic fan base. Yeah, been through a rough ride this season, but you know, as soon as the, the stadiums open back up again and we get the fans back in the stadium, I'm sure we'll be back to where we were before. Mark, has the last couple of days made you doubt that Eddie Howe will become the Celtic manager, or do you think this is just taking a bit bit of time? Um, I still think eventually he will. Um, but I think Celtic fans are concerned how long this is taken. Um, John speaks a, a lot of sense here in terms of uh, making an appointment. Um, Celtic are right to to take their time, but six weeks have passed now, and I think Celtic fans have been patient in that in that term. The majority understand that a lot of work has to be done to get the right manager in, and it's a combination of getting the right name for fans to buy into for season books and have. A long term impact for the club But when you hear stumbling blocks Or staff appointments And Eddie Howe was Apparently ultra keen to take it Last week And now things have slowed down a bit That is concerning And you wonder what the stumbling blocks are I know Roger was on the show last week Saying that he didn't think If Eddie Howe did take it He wouldn't be coming till summer Um I'm still of the opinion that a new manager should be in place before the summer So uh, it is dragging on And you just wonder what is mm. going on Now I agree with John Things can't be put out there in the open Things have got to be kept private But a lot of fans must be thinking What if Eddie Howe says no? He's got all the cards remember just now Eddie Howe His name's been linked He's interested A lot of people have mm. bought into the idea that he's getting a job What I mean, if he says no? Where is plan B? But, but or be, plan B? I think it must be difficult for John Kennedy to an extent, Gordon, where he, I, I don't know, deep down wants to be the Celtic manager yeah, of course at, he does. at some point, and he's having to sit there and answer questions about when Eddie Howe will be named and, and why it, why it's not been announced. Is it should it be up to him to be providing these updates? No, but uh, well, just now it should be, yeah, because he's in charge of the football situation. I think John handled that quite well. Uh, it will be difficult because John does. Feel that probably that he served his apprenticeship And maybe 
it's time for him to be given a go. I know there's a lot of Celtic fans been on this programme saying, no, we don't want John Kennedy as a manager, but I think he's got a lot of good backing and good support out there. And plus the fact, he'll want to know as quick as possible as well, because remember, he's like everybody else, whether it be a player, a member of staff, a manager, you want to be working, you want to be in employment. He wants to know what's going to happen to John Kennedy next year, and quite rightly so. I'm a bit concerned about it, Gordon. I just feel that... If Eddie Howe is going to be in the building, okay, I'm with Mark, I would like him in the now if I was involved with Celtic. But if he's going to be the manager, what is the stumbling block? Why not say he's going to be the manager, but it's going to be the end of the season when he comes in? And plus the fact, I'm sorry, I don't see how Celtic could be held to any ransom, Eddie Howe. I don't think he's that big a star, like a Brendan Rodgers, where you would say, yeah, we're going to push the boat out. This is a guy, okay, he's got a good reputation, He's managed Bournemouth. 11,000, 12,000 is our home gate. You're talking about coming to a stadium full of 60,000 supporters. I get that, but if he's the man you want, regardless of how big he is in comparison to others, if he's your man, he's your number one choice. But there's a line. Surely there's a line. And Celtic are a massive, massive club. So Celtic have got to have a bit of power as well in this. All right, let's bring in John in the East End. Talk to us, John. What do you think? Hi, Gordon. Gordon Mark. Um, can I... Gordon just kind of stole my thunder a wee bit of there. He's just kind of saying a lot of what I was going to say. And it's really annoying me. Um, and amongst a lot of other Celtic fans as well. And I know we're reading on social media or things in the paper about Eddie Howe. Now, Eddie Howe kind of does excite me a little bit. Not, maybe not at the same stage as, like, say, Brendan Rodgers and stuff. But he's young and he seems to be quite enthusiastic but I just wish they would make a decision if it's going to be Eddie Howe then announce it if it, even if it ha- we have to wait for the summer announce it and tell us that it's going to be him why are they dwelling on it personally I think Eddie Howe's waiting for the Crystal Palace job and he just doesn't want to throw his eggs in one basket I just wish Celtic they do this all the time they do when they come to signings they just wait to the last minute and it just annoys me and that's really my point. John Kennedy's answer to that, John, is that it just takes a bit of patience. Is it not, if he is the man, if he's the man Celtic want, rightly or wrongly, should there not be a bit of patience? Should you not just wait and get it over the line and, and make sure everything's everything's right? What are they waiting for? Well, I don't think it's deliberately waiting for the sake of it. I don't think this. I don't think we're meant to read this and say that Celtic could do it this afternoon if they wanted, but they're just deciding to wait. It's just a case that they're not there yet. They're not over the line. They've not managed to progress yet. But they were meeting, They were coming out last week or the week before and saying that it's right on the cusp. It's going to be Eddie Howe. He's agreed it in principle or he's agreed it in verbally and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden now he's kind of backtracking and it's announced on Sky Sports yesterday that he's not taking any job until the summer. That tells me that he's no 100% want to be the Celtic manager. I mean, Celtic have never said anything on it, Mark. A lot of this is driven by... I mean, I guess at some point it, it, it's more than speculation. Clearly, I mean, yeah. there, there is it's clearly more than that. But well, but Celtic have had to keep their cards close to their chest on uh, yeah, it. That's uh, the way it usually works, isn't of it? Of course, I have, and they've done that um, with managers in the past. Now, if we're to believe some reports that Eddie Howe met Dermot Desmond um, maybe a week to ten days ago, Don McKay um, was was also present at that meeting. Now, if that is the truth. 
Then Yeah Celtic are active In, in pursuing Eddie Howe If he then turns down the job Or he isn't appointed And he goes to a Crystal Palace Which I think is Actually viable um, Where does that leave Celtic Having waited all this time John Wright Announced it Daz's I, I get Daz's point Celtic are a big club And I said a number of weeks ago If Eddie Howe didn't want the job Then move on To someone else But it seems like Celtic Have uh, Pursued Eddie Howe For a number of weeks Without Really getting anywhere Without getting anything Over the line And when It was announced last week In the newspapers That He was keen on it But then it's backtracked Because of staff issues And you wonder Who is making the the decisions on that because Peter Lowell is out the door in June. Don McKay's came in or will start on the 19th of April. Is he making the decisions of who the backroom staff is or is it Eddie Howe or is Richard Hughes who Eddie Howe wants? There is so many pieces that are still to be put into see, place. See my point in this, Gordon. If I, if I was Celtic after... Now, we don't know everything that's going on. Of course we don't. But if I was Celtic after what happened last season, the signings were coming in late. You know, there was, um, you know, different things happening in a club that should have happened a lot, lot quicker. You even get back to John McGinn's and oh, don't, don't do no, that. No, Get no, no, the phone. Hugh, no. Hugh will be chatting right, but, uh, Everything, all that comes up, and they were late in their business. Now, I totally get that. If Eddie Howe's our number one target, fair dues. This has been rumbling on for mm-hmm. weeks and weeks and weeks now. And the story for me is all well. We can't believe everything we hear, we read, but the story's changed slightly. And if I was a Celtic supporter, I'd now have the doubt in my mind: Is this guy playing Celtic against other clubs? He might not. I don't know. But his agents come out and saying, "Now, if I'm Celtic, me personally, I went down the road with him four, five, six weeks, whatever it may be. I would put the ball right in his court and say, we want you to be the manager.'" But we ain't going to be left with egg in our face here. And that's what it may look like if we don't watch what they're doing. So if I was Celtic just now, I'd be a bit concerned what's going on. Thanks to John. Uh, David and Wisher, what do you think? Uh, hello. Thanks for taking my call, by the way. Mark, Gordon, how you doing? How are you doing? Good. Listen, I'll take what I've heard the night I've switched on. Yeah, I'm just, I'm no longer in. Uh, my take on it, at the, moment, at the present moment, it's a two-horse race, right? Now, John Kennedy, if John Kennedy's getting oust, why is John Kennedy doing the radio or the television, whatever, saying hey, they're just making the new manager come in or Eddie Howe and that? That's not fair to John Kennedy. I mean, for me, he said, well, you've announced it yourself, and that's, that, that's definitely not fair to him. And he's saying about Eddie Howe, and as Gordon said there, if, if uh, Eddie Howe is going to be there, then he should just say, right, okay, you're either taking it or not. But there's nobody else been mentioned about Celtic's job. It's, to me, it's John Kennedy and Eddie Howe, and I've got a sneaky feeling. I think they're going to go with John Kennedy. What, what makes you say you that? Know what I mean, well, there's nobody else in the hunt. It's only Eddie Howe and John Kennedy I've heard. That's all I've heard. And if, if Celtic is somebody else, then you could come out and say, you know what I mean? Because we're getting we're getting to the close of the season and the start of the new season. So if if there's somebody else in the hunt, then Celtic are wrong and not announcing it. I mean I get that Mark But John Kennedy made the point there That some things have to remain private Celtic have not And will not And no no club really comes out And announces who Who they're looking at To, no. to become a new manager No of course not um, Now with a number of uh, Candidates in the bookies list um, A couple of Weeks ago It's been Narrowed Right away And Celtic have kept our uh, 
their cards very close to their chest. Um, David may be on to a point. John Kennedy is still there, still in the running because he is still in position. He's got a couple of games as he sees it against Rangers to to improve his CV, if you like, for the manager's job. And Eddie Howe's name just does not go away and the links have been stronger. So it, it does look like it's between those two because your Roy Keynes and your Marescas and all that lot have fell away. Um, unless something is working behind the scenes. But it does seem to be Eddie Howe. And Daz is right. It seems to be all the eggs are in the one basket here. But there are still outside influences that could affect it. Crystal Palace, Newcastle job that... As much as the Celtic fans think Celtic are much bigger than them, and I would agree he's much bigger club, English managers still sometimes prefer to manage in that league, uh, never mind the Champions League. So it is still a threat, and the more it rumbles on, the more it leaves questions for, for the Celtic fans out there, and that uncertainty hanging about the club. So David, you're imagining the first day of the season, next season, and, and you've got John Kennedy in that dugout and not Eddie Howe? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, put it this way. Put more, this is more personal view. Mm-hmm. John Kennedy's under the name. Uh, we're waiting. Uh, uh, Eddie Howe, whatever. That's not. That's not. That's not fair in John Kennedy. Yeah. What do you make of that side of it, Gordon? I, I agree. I don't think it is fair in John. But at the end of the day, John's in charge of the football. He's in charge of the questions that's getting asked. Now he can only answer in the best way possible. I think he handles it well. I do think that you know if Eddie Howe. Who is if let's we you're right going Celtic have not confirmed Eddie Howe's got to be the manager, but everybody seems to think he's an odds on favourite to be. What I can't understand is why it's not getting announced he's got to be the manager where it's the end of the season. But if Eddie Howe walks away to another club or his agent gets him in, because let's let's face it, mm. agents will be working not just for sale, they'll be working to get Eddie Howe into the English Premier League. Of course they will. But if John John Kennedy's left with a job with a job at the end of the season, he's still got the Scottish Cup. He's still got you know a few games left in the split, and I wouldn't mm. be against John Kennedy getting Celtic job because the one thing I know about John Kennedy is he wants a Celtic job. He comes with a good reputation. I'm not a Celtic fan. I'm not paying my money, so it doesn't matter to me who the Celtic manager is. It matters to the Celtic supporters. But I do believe that if Eddie Howe steps away from this, which he might do or he might not, I think John Kennedy been my shout now. Thanks, David. Good to hear from you. 01419511025. Does Lee Griffiths have a future beyond this season at Celtic? We're going to hear from John Kennedy, but what do you think? You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson is here, Gordon Diel alongside him, and they're both desperately keen for you to get in touch. So pick up the phone and let us know what is on your mind. We are on Twitter as well, if you fancy that. Let's hear a bit more from John Kennedy. Um, the Eddie Howe stuff, we dealt with that a little bit before the break, and I can see the phone lines lighting up, so I'm pretty sure. There is more to come on that But Lee Griffith's future Will he be a Celtic player Or not next season John Kennedy was speaking about it today There's an option at the end of this year Again this is one of these decisions That will have to be made Again that will be a discussion Between Lee and the club uh, I'll remain private Till decided um, But again that's something We'll just have to You know Think about as, as we move forward And the club will have that discussion With Lee But um, that's just the situation is. I can't say too much more on it Should Celtic take up the option Of a new deal, an extended deal for Lee Griffiths, yes or no at this stage? What do you think? Give us a call. Um, in, in a word, because we'll elaborate with the callers, Mark, time to exercise the option 
or time to part ways? I think time to part ways. That was more than a word, but I set you up poorly for that, so I take the responsibility. Okay. Yeah, uh, time to really part ways. Yeah, listen, all that I, natural talent, like natural talent, uh, uh, a lovely Griffiths. I think he's a outstanding player for Celtic and for Scotland. But you've got to look at his game time over the mm. past uh, season or couple of seasons, and I think it will be time for him and Celtic best for them both to go. Gordon, separately. briefly. Uh, briefly, I would keep him gone. Okay, that was brief and I asked for it So that's fine 01419511025 um, Let's bring in Thomas Who's a Celtic fan On the line Thomas, would you take up the option If you were Celtic Would you keep Lee Griffiths around Or would it be best for all parties To to, to look elsewhere this summer Hi Gordon, hi Paul uh, He's a goal scorer Gordon mm-hmm. I, I would probably I'd probably keep him Because if, obviously if uh, Edward goes, uh, which I think he will go. Yeah, I think we're, at least we've got Griffiths as a kind of backup until he's a goal scorer. I know he's maybe not get the best, like knuckling down and things like that. But the guy certainly a goal scorer, so I'd probably keep him. I mean, Mark, I feel like everyone knows the story now. You know the you know the abilities there. Um, Celtic season started off with a, a kind of cloud over Lee Griffiths. The the, the public explanation that he, he returned from the close season not in great neck didn't get to go away with the team how do how how do you balance that between just knowing you've got a player there who who will score goals but but maybe you know you just can't always get the best uh, yeah um, listen if he's coming on off the bench um, and making a telling contribution every other week in scoring goals then I believe yes a goal scorer is always worth keeping around like that but when you look at his contribution this year and you have to take it right back to the summer where he, he comes back and he's, his fitness isn't what's required and this season of all seasons remember when he's been given a chance already question marks start to hang over his head when you look at his stats just now I think he scored 7 goals this season in 27 games um, it's not a great return and people will argue well he's not on the pitch mm-hmm. Uh as much And I've made an argument as well That I thought In the last couple of games Even at Tanadays And stuff John Kennedy Could have And probably should have Put him on the pitch for longer But there is a reason they, I keep saying it These managers And a, a row of managers Can't be wrong About the same player They must see the same things Off the pitch And as much as he's been Brilliant in the past for Celtic And he catches the eye with, You know For Scotland With free kicks And Unbelievable goals I think it's just Came to a natural end for him That his game time Isn't what he would require And his performances And contribution Is getting to the stage That It's got to the stage That Celtic Need more than that Thomas do you see that Side of the argument? I, I, I definitely see that Because as I said Last season He never really He never really Hit the heights You know well, But I just, I just feel like He's always He's always got a goal, you know. He's always he's always has been a goal scorer. He's a fellow stage in Scotland, you know what I mean. But he needs to. I think he needs to show a lot more than than he has he has been showing it, like you know. Gordon, I think like every footballer um, going about, Gordon, they're human beings. They go through bad times, private life, and their career, and we've all been there. And Lee Griffiths last year has been very very poor. 
I think he's got to have a good look in the mirror because his fitness was shocking coming back for pre-season. Like that was no excuse whatsoever. So he's got to take a, a big, big portion of the blame. But he's 30 years of age. There's a new new things happening at Celtic. Uh, you can get a Lee Griffiths back sharp. You're talking about mm. would he come off the bench? You never know. A manager might come in and look at Scottish football in the, in, in the league and say, I'm going with two up top. You've got a guy who knows where the back of the net is. Me personally, only in my opinion, I would keep him all day long. And if he was prepared to look you in the eye and say, right, okay, I know what's happened to you. I'm prepared to get my head down now. I'm prepared mm-hmm. to show you what I'm all about. I think he's But how many season. times would he have said yeah. that to, to Neil Lennon, to other manager, I'm prepared to get my head down and work. And remember, if you're keeping him around the club, you're not keeping him around the club in £500 a week. You know, on the cheap and... Oh, by the way, we'll throw Lee Griffiths on. It's a cheap option. He'll be on a decent wage. Well, like, like, like it's, worth, it's worth bearing in mind. Lee, Lee Griffiths has had his own personal difficulties, right? Which, which right. is is not easy, and it's easy for football fans and, and pundits to just look from the outside and say, "Ah, oh, well, he's he's not contributing on the pitch." There's a lot more that goes into the human side of it, and that's always worth bearing in mind. But Mark is talking bigger picture there, Gordon. In the last, and he has, and by the way, I know he missed football as a result mm-hmm. of that. But in the last four seasons now. Mm-hmm. 39 goals Four seasons Yeah I tell, Look I, I get the argument Gordon I've not got a problem With the argument But you're, Mark's talking there Well how much Would it keep him to, mm. About the Right me mm. personally If I know If if, Ed, if Eddie Howe Walks in there And looks Lee Griffiths And I and think Right yeah I can get them. And managers do do that Different managers Get different things Out of players No doubt about that If you weigh that up Against A Yeti for instance Five million quid yeah. Klamala Three million quid Wages on top of that How many millions So I'm sorry for Lee Griffiths Who's a proven goal scorer And I totally agree He's had a A terrible And terrible time And partly A lot of it Is his blame mm-hmm. But he Me personally If somebody can get a tune out of him Without a shadow of doubt I'd keep on my squad It's this vicious circle Mark Because I can almost imagine If Lee Griffiths was here He would be well entitled to say Well hold on You've just said 39 goals In, in four seasons But I've not played I've, I've not I've not been given the time That I deserve hmm. And then Celtic might say Well you've, you've We don't think you have deserved yeah. that time And round and round we go At, at what point do, do you stop going round like that Even for his sake Even if it is a case of yeah. And yeah. people keep mentioning Aberdeen The Scott Brown link And all that sort of stuff I Did believe, you play to go and play 36, 38, 40 games a season? Yeah, yeah I, no doubt. Listen, even even that he's getting to his 30s, he wants to play games. Listen, coming on for, what was it, two minutes he came on against Rangers in the last game, he'll be sitting there thinking, look, I'm better than that. And what's weighing, uh, you know, all this, for me, to him want to move on, it's a Scotland situation. Now, for a time, he was Scotland's number one striker, where... Games were coming up And you think Brilliant Lee Griffiths Lead the line Or even when he was injured Even if he's half fit Put Lee Griffiths in the squad Now he's not even in the squad Because he's not getting The game time I, I'm convinced If he goes away And plays Let's say Aberdeen Just because that's been mentioned mm-hmm. And he plays 30 games 40 games a season He will score goals And he'll find himself Back mm-hmm. in the Scotland squad And that's what any player Wants to be But if you're sitting on the bench And getting two minutes You're not going to get International recognition Right, so Gordon Dale would keep him. Mark Wilson's not so sure. Thomas would keep him. What about Adam in Kerfin? Let's imagine, Adam, you are the man making the decision. You've got the contract extension there for Lee Griffiths. Are you giving it to him or not? Definitely. Yeah. He's worth it. 
he's a get him fit, get him, go, I agree with Daz, get him the right frame of mind. A new manager coming in, the buckles up, he's a goal scorer, he's the best finisher we've got at that club. And that boy will score 30 goals a season if he gets the games. I watched the game last week, he's trying hard, that's just a boy that's not played for a while, he's a natural finisher, he's trying too hard to score a goal. He could do that hard trick last week, and it's just lucky game time that he's missing the goals. I mean, but see the thing is, Adam, at what point does that d- d- Do you stop thinking along those lines then? Because you, you might be right And you talk about he would get 30 goals a season It's been a long time since Lee, Griff- Lee Griffiths got 30 goals a season And I know that, again, you would say and he would say Yeah, but that, that's because he's not played enough Fine, you know, but surely you take some of that into account and, and, and look at the reasons for that. So I think this fifteen sixteen season, he got forty goals. He was magnificent. He's not scored thirty goals a season since then. That's five years. No, I say aye, but it's all down to management. How the manager the strikers are funny. The manager's going to treat them right. It's like he's got a, a, a wee way in. No, I mean he's going to treat them right and. Get him in the right frame of mind. Neil Lennon couldn't do that, man management care on. And there can John Kennedy. John Kennedy, if he gets that hot seat, see my season ticket, I'll put it in the bin. Simple as that. I do, I do, but I, I do agree that um, with everyone that the responsibility lies with Lee Griffiths here, Gordon. Let's not be kidded here. Managers can do everything they possibly can. But if Lee Griffiths has a mindset to say, do you know, the pennies dropped here. I'm coming to the end of my career. I'm at a football club like Celtic. There's different things happening. New manager, even up above with the, you know, chief exec. Everything mm. coming. I want to be a part of this. Right, that's it. I need to really forget about the the wasted years because he has wasted years. There's no doubt for a talent, and it's disgraceful that he's wasted those years with what the boys got in his locker. But I, I keep going back to it, the age of thirty. You can go out there and you can spend your eight million quid on two players that Celtic have already done that mm-hmm. haven't got the same talent in their their one foot that Lee Griffiths has got to scoring goals. So me personally, for one season, I would go and say, yeah. right, I look him now, I'll get a feeling for him, and you have to go and produce. Mm-hmm. And I think Lee Griffiths has still got the ability to produce. Can you imagine? I know what you guys are saying. I don't think Lee Griffiths going to Aberdeen is going to turn Lee Griffiths into this wonderful player and he'll be guaranteed. He won't be guaranteed. His fitness has let him down for day one. He's probably, his desire has let him down for day one. His talent's never let him down. It's his fitness, his desire and his hunger. He's not going to walk up into Aberdeen because Scott Brown's in Aberdeen and say, oh well, you know, this is new beginning. I think he's got a great opportunity if he gets the right person at Celtic, but he has to put the work in. Tam, what do you think? Tam and Clyde Bank. Well, I was just saying there, uh, your producer chap, that Lee Griffiths, uh, probably going back a few seasons now, right? The final season with Ronnie Delia, it was the, it was the unfortunate casualty of Celtic's Bring them in young foreign, bring them in young foreigners in young and sell them on policy. He came off the season with Ronnie, with Ronnie Deal with that final season with 40 goals under his belt, mm-hmm. scored two outstanding free kicks for Scotland, and then Brendan Rodgers arrives at Celtic, and then all of a sudden Lee Griffiths isn't in the team because he's been told by the board he's going to promote Dumbelly, and they're playing one up front, so there's only one striker, and it was Dumbelly. 
and he played him and played him and played him. And Lee Griffiths had to play second fiddle to Dembele to promote him to sell him on. Another year passes, again, Rogers again has got to promote Edward. And young player coming in, promote him, promote him, get him in the park, and he's got to play second fiddle with the two of them. And that's mm-hmm. and then by that point, he still kept up a lot, a lot of good spirit. Mm-hmm. He was still scoring goals and still doing a, a good turn for the team. But he wasn't getting game time. He was getting messed about. He was third-choice striker. The guy should have never have been... I mean, by the way, anybody if anybody that knows anything about goal scorers or strikers, seeing you've got a 40-goal-a-year striker, you don't mess with them. You play them. Does the success that Brendan Rodgers had at Celtic not tell you that it was absolutely the right thing to do? By the way, I'm a Celtic supporter, mm-hmm. right? And I'm being rigorously honest here. The reason we ran over the top of everybody and won the league and this, that and the other is because Rangers were poor. They were just coming back. Come on, I'm telling the truth. And the rest of the Scottish League couldn't cope with We were still good enough. We could beat everybody without Lee Griffiths. But it's, a, it's, a, look, it's an interesting theory, Tam, but I wonder if there's a, just a more obvious reason that staring everybody in the face is Moussa Dembele not a better player than Lee Griffiths is? No, for me, he's no. No, no, listen, I'm going to give you, I want you to chew this one over, right? Think about this, right? I'll give you a couple of, a couple of examples, right? Uh, off the top of my head, right? Martin O'Neill arrives at Celtic. He inherits Henrik Larson. Henrik Larson's already a legend at Celtic and he inherits him. Does he drop him? No way. Does he mess him about? No way. Bobby Robson arrives at Newcastle and he inherits Alan Shearer. Does he mess him about? No way. Does he? Does he drop him? No way. Do you want me to go on? Not really, no, no. I, I, I do get the point. We're putting Lee Griffiths in a pretty high Oof. bracket there. Um, look, Tom, I, I, I did say I love Lee Griffiths. I think he's been a magnificent player for Celtic. Uh, great goal scorer. I wouldn't put him above Moussa Dembele. Um, I don't think Brendan Rodgers was forced to promote Moussa Dembele. Moussa I think Dembele now plays for Atletico yeah, Madrid. The transfer fee alone, and then him moving on and and showing how much a top player he is in Europe proves that. Edward is an argument as well. He's hit and miss, but I still think he's as good as, if not mile, well, not miles better, but better than Griffiths. And managers have have made that decision, so I, I don't quite get Tam's argument there. I do think he's a good player, but I don't mm. think anyone was forced to play those two ahead of Griffiths. I, I, I know the arguments, Gordon, but you've got to go with what you think and your gut feeling. My gut feeling is I would keep Griffiths. Well, you've said that, but I'm talking right. to Tam, Tam's theory on it is you know it's it's Brendan Rodgers' fault and it's no, the ball's fault and it's I, Neil I, Lennon's fault and it's Dembele's fault and it's Edward's fault. But. I, th- I think the boy, I think the boy was very unfortunate. I think Tam makes a great point about. He came off a season banging in 40-odd goals, right? Or 40 goals. And he was absolutely mm-hmm. sensational. And we lorded about the yeah. two goals against him. But England. surely you can only hold that against Brendan Rodgers I'm if not... he then comes in and fails and has dropped Lee Griffiths. No, if I'm he not... drops Lee Griffiths and then goes an unbeaten domestic treble, you kind of have to say, no, well, that was a good call. I'm not, uh, I'm not blaming Brendan Rodgers. Right, Thomas. But unfortunately for Griffiths was, that's what happened. And... We all know Dembele is an absolute top class striker. And this, the formation, then it was down to... Because we used to have the arguments when they, they come up a, 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 in the big games. Who's he going to go for? And every time he went with Dembele. And totally understood that. Because it worked for Brendan mm. Rodgers. So you can't argue against that. 
But what I'm saying is He was a bit unfortunate at that time uh, Lee Griffiths Now he has had bad seasons Of course he has mm. And he's he is the guy that takes the responsibility But I still think there's a tune in there Cheers Tam, good to hear from you Rangers, ha- there's been a big development In the fallout from the Glen Kamara situation And the Covid-5 appeal at Rangers I'll tell you about them both next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson are here A bit of an update for you Rangers have confirmed That as of 7pm this evening All of their players and management Will boycott all social media channels For a week now, this is to underline, they say, the ongoing concerns over the lack of accountability and responsibility from social media outlets. In particular, we are concerned with the daily racist abuse our players have to endure and believe that although social media can be positive and healthy, there is an undoubted concern the levels of hate are now spiralling out of control. Well, it's interesting. I, I did see, you know, Glenn Kamara um, on yesterday's news um, highlighting his daily battle with uh, racist abuse It's shocking to see in this day and age Rangers have took a step that I've not really seen any other club Yeah, a couple are, no, a couple are doing uh, that kind of really, today yeah. in the last couple yeah. of days yeah. and, and it's a strong statement You know, because social media is such an important part of football clubs these days In terms of putting their message out to their own supporters For communication uh, between players and fans It can be useful A lot of the time it is useful um, but um, too often it isn't mm. And it's a strong statement from Rangers this week Yeah, Swansea, uh, I saw earlier on today They're doing something very similar And Gordon, you just wonder what it is going to take There's such a wide ranging problem here Taking the knee and then, okay, that's not that's mm. not cutting it So some people are choosing to, to not take the knee And that's a separate debate um, I mean, Kamar Roof, during the, what day is this Thursday? Earlier on in the week was just sharing on his Instagram messages he'd been sent, like genuinely like sick to your stomach stuff. Like why would you want to make a human being feel that way? And loads of them, like like genuinely dozens of messages. So and and it is it is it about time that the like, bigger statements were made, clubs doing this sort of thing to try and jolt the social media companies into action. Yeah, I, I, I certainly think it is, Gordon. Players don't deserve that. No, nobody in any walk of life deserves that. I mean, it goes on, not just in football, in every walk of life. And you're right, Gordon. You read some of these and mm. you're sick to your stomach with people and what they think mm. and how they could think of another human being or even putting that out there. Yes, clubs are starting to make a stance. It's about time people started making a stance, but... How can mm. we ever the, the 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 biggest question is how we ever going to stop these people? See that what you said there, and it's undeniably true. I would say about it's not just football; it's every walk of life. Of course, it is. But uh, Mark, I wonder if it, it, especially in the social media side of things, it, it does seem like it is becoming a real football problem where it, it's it's linked to as soon as a player does something in a game, or as soon as a game is lost and a chance is missed, or someone is sent off. There does seem to be that link there where people think that that's. Somehow An appropriate Response to that And it's almost every week And this is the sad thing about it It, 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 It's so often That you wonder If even that is not cutting through Every every Monday morning Every Sunday morning Another club Has to issue a statement And say 
We are disgusted with racist yeah. abuse that our players received over the weekend, and then the next week comes and it's somebody else, and it it's, it just doesn't seem to ever yeah, change. Yeah, the worry is it becomes the norm, and it becomes the norm, and it, you know it falls in deaf ears a lot of the time. And you know I'm quite glad that Rangers and their players are highlighting it by making a stance. And the only way it will stop is if social media companies decide to act on it. And they're quick enough Going to need to a lot the, of other clubs though To get involved uh, Listen they imagine. will They will uh, And I think other clubs should Should be quick to take part uh, In this because As I said Social media is a big tool in football In terms of clubs getting across Their message to their supporters And supporters being in touch with them But um, Social media companies are quick to take down A lot of things And police a lot of things That they don't want In terms of copyright songs And uh, You know Other yep. things that they're quick to pull the plug on This they seem to turn a blind eye to and the more people mm. or more clubs we have highlighting it, then we can only hope that they sit up and take notice. Um, right, we are a bit short on time. Let me just quickly tell you the Scottish FA have set a date for the appeal hearing of the so called Rangers 5 Covid case. Patterson, Zungu, Bassi, Mabudi, and Kinnear originally handed six match bans with two of them suspended. The Ibrook side did say they were going to appeal. And they'll now get the chance to do that on April the 20th So that means that those players can play until then Any big games between now and April the 20th? I'll leave you to check mm. your fixture list uh, And get back to me Let's speak to George Who is a Rangers fan in the south side What's your point tonight, George? Uh, yeah, I just want to talk about the Eddie Howe situation right? mm. Basically This is my opinion uh, I think Celtic, obviously they're in dire straits uh, And they're trying to appoint a new manager They've not announced anything yet which tells you that they're desperate. I can't see any manager wanting to go to a club like that. I mean, obviously, it's no secret. Everyone's witnessed it across the world that Celtic have been horrific and needing serious help. Uh, the task that under that to be undertaken in that club is just ridiculous. Mm. So, for a new manager to come in and do that, that's why I think. I don't think it's Celtic stolen. I think it's Eddie Howe stolen. They've approached him. And he thought, like, wait a minute here. It's, uh, I think, obviously they've put Neil Lennon to the sword a few times. The fans going off the nut outside the stadium and the riots and stuff. That's a club legend to them. Like, what are they going to do to him, Eddie Howe? Things don't go their way when he comes in. Mm. They're going to absolutely annihilate the guy. So I think possibly he's thinking, right, okay, they've approached me whether they have or they haven't. The, the, the managers not always back themselves though George to, to be able to turn things around Because I know you're a Rangers fan So to, to make it close to you When Steven Gerrard took on the Rangers job They were miles behind Celtic Absolutely miles behind Celtic And Celtic had enjoyed almost a decade of domestic success And Celtic had far more money Rangers budget was tiny compared to Celtic's So that night when he got the job Or when he was getting approached People might have said why would Stephen Gerrard want to touch this Rangers job? And now look what's happened. Eddie Howe would think the same, will he not? Well, I get your point, but at the same time when Gerrard came to Rangers, obviously he knew what the club was all about. He knew what was had to be undertaken, and it was wrapped up really quickly. And he got the job, and he's done a tremendous job since then. I know your point. I get what you're saying that Eddie Howe could turn us around and absolutely shock us all, but I just can't see it happening. And I think he's holding out as well. It's like if you go to a club with your mate uh, and 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, the night's just begun and the fat month are coming. No, 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 George, no, no, that's that's no nice. Not, not having that. I know where that, I, I had a fear that's where that was going. That's, come on, 
keep it polite. That's not fair at all. Um, well, Mark, listen, I mean, just listen, before... Celtic have had a, a terrible time of it, but but you know, dire straits, crisis is it's no, all a bit strong. That's what I was going to say. I know when George says if Eddie Howe comes here and shocks us all, listen, if Eddie Howe comes here and wins the league next year, I don't think we'll all go, wow, that is the biggest shock we've ever seen. Um, Celtic, although they there is much work to be done, they have still got a, a stable financial footing. They've still got half a dozen international players who will be in their first team. Yes, there is maybe 10 players to bring in. It isn't a huge disaster. So, um, I suppose the thing as well is even if you do lose those players, you are going to get multi-millions in yeah. transfer fees. And Scott Brown, is he your highest earner? Probably. Probably. Is yeah. Edward your second highest earner? Probably. Yeah. So... So there's lots to work with there if Eddie Howe comes in. So I will not be the shot. And I don't I do not believe that managers are looking at it going, there is no way I'm going there because I witnessed Neil Lennon get so much abuse outside the stadium in November. Mm. It, they're aware that the fans are passionate. It's a great club to be at with aspirations a Champions League football. See, That's you, a big see, if, you, see if you flip in the side, just call it Gordon. I think the Celtic job is a better job than what Stephen Gerrard walked into Rangers and all credit to him he turned it around and it took him two and a bit years to go and win the league but you walk into Celtic this is a team that's won trophy after trophy after trophy they've had a bad season they can still win the Scottish Cup but I think the Celtic job's a terrific job for them Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, beat the pundit time Black Arthur's already sent in a list of permutations As to what a win or a loss for either of you Would do to the table on beat the pundit Did you hear last night Andy Halliday yeah, lost brilliant. for the first time We thought he was unbeatable but he lost for the first time Do you fancy your chances tonight? Let's hear from you 0141 951 1025 Your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here We kicked off the first hour hearing from John Kennedy Urging patience in Celtic search for a new manager He's also talking about the decision that needs to be made Regarding a potential extension to Lee Griffith's contract uh, Just towards the tail end of that hour We told you Rangers, all their staff, all their players Are going to go for a seven day social media boycott On the back of racist abuse Being fired at their players and others on there um, Lots more still to come If you want to pick up the phone on those topics Please do No fans inside Hamden for next month's Scottish Cup final And I like this from Jim Goodwin Because surely I'm, I'm desperate to get these two And their insight on this um, the potential idea that players could become referees when they hang their boots up. Is that something you'd be in favour of? Let us know. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time and get serious. Well, sort of serious. On a Thursday night, Black Arthur's telling me that a DL win moves him up to fourth in the table. A DL loss moves you to sixth. Wilson win moves you up to fourth. If you lose tonight, bottom. you go bottom of the <laughs> table. Oh. That big red face would just get red. Okay. Hannah and yeah. Halliday are now both tied on a win percentage of 85.7. Oh, that's strong. Am I, chasing, am I take I'm chasing the top half then. <laughs> I mean, I've you, made this. You know, Ale- Alex Ray and Hugh Evans are still above you. Hugh Evans yeah, above me? No. Yeah, yeah. no. You're sitting bottom. That's, who's bottom? Jim Duffy. 
I wouldn't laugh It's not much in oh. it 3% Anyway uh, Let's go to Robert In Mount Vernon Are you feeling confident Robert? Uh, not bad God Not bad I'll give him a best shot nah, Why not That's all you can do Robert I'll toss the coin If it is heads You will play uh, Mark Wilson And if it's tails It will be Gordon DL Oh, and it is heads. It's heads. Come on, Robert, get him bald. To me, is it clear balding up oh. against Robert? <laughs> uh, could, could you imagine bottom me breaking and bottom me beat the pundit? Come on, Robert. Celtics Mark Wilson, spokesman for Endrick yeah. Vets. There's and a party in his mouth tonight. There's a party in his mouth, and you're all invited. Yeah. Um, you the mushroom. Exactly, you do, Robert. And from a from a similar neck of the woods as well. Very very high. Aye. Just along aye. the road, Aye, I know he's. I know a good friend of mine knows him, Jamie Smith. Ah, we jazzer. I just threw that threw in there. Kiss his lips. Just to put the pressure yeah. on. Right, okay. Ooh, what we'll do is we will awesome. give Mark Wilson something else to listen to. Okay, he can't hear us anymore. Uh, Robert, 30 seconds up against Mark, and you can pass. That's all you need to know. Ready? Ready, Robert? Yes, I need to Right, 30 seconds, and it starts now. <sighs> Apart from Celtic, name a Scottish team Charlie Mulgrew played for. Aberdeen Who is the only SPFL team With the word house In their name House Oh pass Who was announced As the Scottish Championship Manager of the month today Um, That's terrible pass Hamilton's club captain Who's Hamilton's club captain Um, Devon Name any premiership club With a lion On their club crest Club. Scotland. No, Scotland, sorry. Go on, I should have said oh. that. Scotland. Uh, Livingston. Okay, let's bring Mark Wilson back. Mark, can you hear us? Yes. Same set of questions to you. Okay. I think he's up against it, Gordon. What do you think? I thought Robert was excellent tonight. Right, okay. Excellent, Robert. Well done. 30 mm. seconds on the clock. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Do you know this, See the thing is See if he gets the first one wrong He's gone Gone oh, Just go on Gone Right And it, by the way Looking at the question See if he does he will Because he should know it Yeah Anyway right Sorry Mark Sorry I shouldn't do that to you Right <laughs> 30 seconds Time starts now <sighs> Apart from Celtic Name a Scottish team That Charlie Mulgrew played for Dundee United Who is the only SPFL team With the word House in their name Stenhouse Muir Who was announced As the Scottish Championship Manager of the month today James McPeak Who is the Hamilton Club captain Pass Name any premiership club in Scotland With a lion on their club crest Livingston MLS team Real Salt Lake Play in which American state Pass Which current Aberdeen player Is fifth in the all-time appearance list At Pataudry uh, Andrew Considine Okay, okay Robert, he got through a couple more than you Do you think you've done enough? No, yeah, no way. No one me. Mm, okay, <laughs> Mount Vernon bragging rights maybe uh, to Mark Wilson. Ah, music to my ears. Robert. Let's be honest here. Before we go any further, producer Callum, how much did you hope that Gordon DL had to answer the yeah, question yeah, about the American yeah, state? Yeah. Look at him. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's see through this guy. I can't believe Robert with the house is Aston Villa. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He's winding you up. <laughs> How long did it take you to come up with that? I don't know, that's how quick I am Right, apart from Celtic, name a Scottish team that Charlie Mulgrew has played for You had the choice of Dundee United or Aberdeen You went for the different one, so one all Who's the only SPFL team with house in their name? It is Stenhouse Muir Um, What did Robert say? They didn't say they passed They passed, they passed Are there any others along those lines? Are there any other pun efforts that we could have gone for? Oh. I don't think so. Um, two one to go uh, to Mark Wilson. The Championship Manager of the Month is James McPake. It's three oh. one. 
Hamilton's club captain I mean at least Robert Named somebody who had Used to play for Aki You didn't even name anyone Brian Easton Ah 3-1 uh, is it Mark Wilson still Any yeah, of the yeah, yeah. Premiership clubs With a lion You both went Livy Dundee United Or Rangers Yep so um, It's a second on the board For Robert But I think that's 4-2 now To Mark Wilson Game over Robert <laughs> Real Salt Lake If I gave you longer Oh I am delighted and I'm going What would you have gone for? I'm just not, out of curiosity. I'm not even going oh, Come on, just but throw something out there. Real Salt Lake, which state are they from? No idea. No, I'm not going no, for that. Okay. annoy me when you tell me. Utah. Oh, Utah. Uh, and uh, I think you guessed this. But you should have known it, but you got it right anyway. Andy Considine, he's fifth on Aberdeen's yeah, all time yeah, yeah, appearance yeah. list. That. So it's a five for Mark Wilson, a two for you, Robert, which means the East End bragging rights are very much Mark Wilson's. Hard lines. It's annoying you think because me being a fan decorator, fan houses for a living, I still didn't get that one. Stenhouse Muir yeah, That'll yeah, haunt yeah. you forever I'm lucky Robert uh, uh, Robert there we go Colin's already got in touch To say that you could have gone Newcastle Aston Villa I'd go I'd just yeah. Aston Villa Villa was good to you I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just added Newcastle oh, To the list It took him five minutes I think that takes me above Daz in the table Does it not? Yes Oh thanks very much Robert It takes him into fourth place You're now down to fifth how many games has Wilson played? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's a percentage. win percentage. You need to explain this every week. I'm just asking, Gordon. I don't think you need to be so angry. <laughs> that was a convincing <laughs> one, though. You're right. The, the first aggressors. question. I was thinking. I get the first question. Thank your best mate. You get the same hairdo last week as him. <laughs> well, we just get we'll get the nonsense out of the way altogether. Keep like the, the nonsense. Set. I know people listening will say the full things nonsense, right? But let's keep like the nonsense <clears throat> together if we can, right? So we've just done beat the pundit, which is always. Um, a little bit of nonsense And I like this right Someone's got in touch And people will, will Generally get in touch for Can I get a birthday shout out Or it's a special birthday Would you record a wee message And we're always More than accommodating But I particularly Like this one Sam Herbison right He's a big Big fan of the show Sam And has somehow I mean I have no idea how But he's somehow Managed to convince Kirsten Kane To marry him right So I don't know I don't know how He's managed it Now What he does want though is he wants Ryan McDonald, who's his best mate, Big Donnie, to be his best man. But they both live in Australia and they can't listen live, so he wants us to ask Big Donnie on his behalf. And then he's just gonna listen to it on the podcast tomorrow and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna cry tears of joy and say, Yes, of course I will. You're my best mate. Wow. So I mean, well, I hope he says yes now because we've we've really built that up. And if he if he, he knocks him back, he realises it's <laughs> not Big Donny hates him. Big, Daddy. Big Donny fancies Kirsten. Big... <laughs> <laughs> that, was a... that sounds like experience. That was an absolute guarantee that he was going to put that spin on it. Oh, oh absolute no chance. I didn't even I didn't even see this coming. Uh, so basically, Sam wants to use us to ask Big Donny if he'll be his best man. They'll need to get back in touch, and they also wanted to know. Gordon if you've got any Sage advice for Sam As he edges closer To married life uh, just, I would just I'll move on from that I, I could give Big Donnie A I couple get, of <laughs> Speeches Have you got Kill advice on, on how to select The best man What, what are you looking for In, <sighs> in that role It is difficult Because I've had a few Screamers in my day Gordon I've got to admit my last, well, my second was, was all it the, not all the same guy? No, for your no, best I man to just picked, it was random. Pick it was like a sweep at the Masters. You just put your name in, and I've never really had great friends. <laughs> uh, so I just, I'm have, sure if they're listening just now, they're well chuffed have, with you I'm, just I'm, saying I'm, you picked him at random. I'm a second one brought props and everything his speech just out of curiosity then right if, if you if you go again there's every chance 
This guy to your right Surely For the, for the show Think of the show If he was your oh, best man Listen I, I oh, Can you imagine <laughs> To do that speech uh, Do you know what I might even go again Just for that Just purely for, for that Just to bring that Would uh, you accept At the <laughs> I think you're, I, about, I as, I think you're about as good a pal as he's got. Yeah, quite yeah, frankly, I would gladly accept. Is that, how, how's this Did turned into him? Hold on, him having hey. a request for a best man when it was supposed Big to be Donnie? for Big Donnie. Ah, but they will, listen, they're in Australia. They're probably in their bed, so it's done. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But it's four a.m. So I'm now I'm just wondering if I, you would have Mark I think, Wilson. I think you need another divorce first before I'm your best I, man. Offered a lot of them. Um, I think Big Donnie would be delighted when he wakes up and hears that he's got it's to be the, the best man. Yeah, so. Do you know? I've not, I, I don't think I've ever been a best man. I've always been the man. <laughs> Rather than the best man <laughs> you never done it? That man No Well it's good fun I've done it Is twice it? ah, It's great it? ah. Twice yeah. Have you Mark? No nah, no, Nobody's no, no, really no. liked you that much See you've nah, came nah. to the end of your career And I'm the only person That's got to let you be the best man Anyway back to football if we can 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB It's so, so awkward Big Donny just knocks this back I know Imagine Got to get in touch and tell us Have they knocked it back or not Imagine Kirsten knocked it back no, I mean she's already said yes. I think so. Well, I mean it can still go wrong from there, exactly. as, you, as you well know. Exactly. Um, if she listens to this, it can go but, well. Yeah, I'm sure it'll oh, be fine. Oh, good luck to good, good luck to everyone me. involved, please. <laughs> um, I really want to. I really want to see if people out there think it's a good idea for ex-players, players to become referees in their later. Days Jim Goodwin thinks it's a decent idea, and I'm going to let you hear from him on that topic soon. Uh, let's bring in Eddie first, though. Who is a Celtic fan Eddie what's on your mind tonight How are we doing guys um, It's just a, a A few points on the Eddie Howe situation um, Obviously there's a Whole kind of different range of uh, Opinions that are out there now As to why there's a hold up Or even who it is that sits kind of in the, the Frame between Eddie Howe, John Kennedy Etc um, Just my own point of view I've, I've heard you know that it's about the backroom staff issue. That Eddie Howe wants to bring his own staff in, wants to bring his own director of football. Now, see if that's the only reason that, or if that's one of the big reasons that's preventing Celtic from going ahead with us. Then that's an absolute disgrace, in my opinion. Given that you know, there's there's that kind of worst kept secret that Neil Lennon wanted his his own backroom staff in, and uh, it's at some point he's been rejected. But we've had a few instances where. It seems that Peter Lawwell's kind of overruled things. If that is one of the reasons why that we're not getting this guy in, then it's just I'm kind of lost for words as to what we need to do to get a, a decent manager in. Um, I mean, to be fair, Eddie has acknowledged that whilst it is such a, a long process and, and, and understandably private, it's going to lead to speculation. I don't think we can come on here every night and just say, oh, well, we don't know the facts, so, you know, so, so we won't talk about it. I think that there's a, an air of inevitability about it and Eddie's saying, if that's the reason, um, then then he would be pretty annoyed about it. I suppose, Mark, maybe a, a more general way of looking at it, in an ideal world, I thought the idea was you get a director of football first, then you get a manager and the director of football takes part in Recruiting yeah. the manager If they come as a package deal How does that How does that work You know Is Eddie Howe bringing in The director of football These are the type of questions That people will want answers to Yeah That is strange Or I've never heard of that before If a manager comes in He selects the director of football But I think the complications And again We're speculating But what I'm reading from it Is It isn't the backroom team Who will sit in the dugout 
and or, or analysis the problem. <clears throat> it's a director of football position now. Uh, if if what we've read uh, is right, that Fergal Harkin has been spoken to by Celtic a number of weeks ago, and he's been touted and tipped for this job. Then Eddie Howe is approached and says, "Well, I'll take the job, but my close ally Richard Hughes has got to take that role." At least Celtic in a wee bit of a mess, and I think that's where. <clears throat> They've went about their business quite slowly and uh, a wee bit ragged in terms of appointing positions first. Ideal world, like you say, Gordon, director of football would have been in the door and you get someone in. But mm. this leaves this leaves it a bit messy at the minute. And I think this is a stumbling block where it's Eddie Howe and Richard Hughes come as a package. But as a room for Fergal Harkin and Richard Hughes to work together, can one be director mm. of football? Can the other be head of recruitment? Can they roles exist at the same time? I don't know. I'm not sure, sure it can. I mean, Eddie, it is worth remembering that, and as, as you have acknowledged, this might not be the case. And it might be next week, Eddie Howe, our director of football's in situ, and Eddie Howe rolls in, and everything's rosy, and he takes over. Is it the is it the, the, the perceived delay, Eddie? Is it is it the length of time that's making your, your sort of wheels start to turn on this one? Uh, obviously, I'd, I'd rather that the, the, the guy was in the, the door now. I mean, I, I've been on a few times and um, Eddie Howe wasn't my first choice in the first place but the time that's kind of passed here I've, I've had a kind of read up on all the stuff that he's done and that was actually going to form part of my next point um, I've actually been really impressed with what I've read about him um, I know Gordon had made the point um, earlier on that how Eddie Howe wasn't quite as, uh, in the same level as Brendan Rodgers um, I actually disagree with that I actually think when you look at what Eddie Howe's done I mean a lot of folk have questioned whether he could cope with the pressure but what he had to contend with to come back to minus 17 you know there was bailiffs at the, the club's door people weren't getting paid he was he was on a shoestring budget and to bring that club to where they were up to the Premier League and then to go even further than that to actually keep them there for a long time I think his CV actually stands up quite quite well to, to somebody like Brendan Rodgers and I think if we do get him I think we'll be really really lucky so I, we really need to pull all the stops to get to get this guy in the door I, I think he is going to be something quite special Yeah I, I know what Eddie's saying I admire Eddie Howe I like uh, what he what he brings to the table um, I think that he comes with a good reputation but honestly I don't think he's in the same ballpark just now as Brendan Rodgers and I think Brendan Rodgers has uh, proved that. What, what do you mean by that then? The, the fact that Brendan Rodgers finished second in the English Premier League, you think that's... Yeah, I just think he's full CV, Gordon, just his full... But then, you know, even, e- even Eddie's g- response to that, though, was in terms of kind of punching above your weight, so to speak, or, you know... Well, is he not punching above his weight with Leicester as well? Um, and now, though, but he's, I think yeah, Eddie's talking about he, the time. He, he came into Celtic and there were 14,000 people at Celtic Park, maybe I could be out a 1,000 or two, I don't think Eddie Howe will get anywhere near that. Now, that's not me being disrespectful to Eddie Howe. I think Eddie Howe will turn out. He's still a young, young man. Um, He he came to the end of his term at at Bournemouth. He needs a new challenge and he will get a job. There's no doubt in that. But I I wouldn't compare him just now. Well, put it this way. If Eddie's that caught up in saying, well, I think he's the same as Brendan Rodgers. Have you had your chance right now? And you say to Eddie... I can bring you Brendan Rodgers or Eddie Howe in. I know who he's picking all day long. But no, I think that's a bit unfair to be honest. Because who, I'm who are you picking about, then? 
I'm talking about Eddie. I'm talking about Eddie Howe versus Brendan Rodgers before he got yep. the Celtic job. I did see that, Tim. But Not, he just ignored me, Eddie. Well, even well, before well, he got the Celtic job, if you look at his track record, Brendan Rodgers and and the people he's worked under and coached and the clubs he's been at as well. So, I. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm not just stacking I'm not stacking Brendan Rodgers Full career up At Celtic Football Club He was absolutely brilliant At Celtic Football Club But he's also shown that And you, you're rightly saying About Gornwell He'd take his time He's shown what he can do At Leicester as well I know, you know But and, you keep saying that we're talk, Eddie's talking one, about When at the moment see, They were appointed That's not even to say You're wrong But don't, don't bring Leicester honest, into it I, I agree with Daz When you look at the stature Of the club Liverpool are Compared to Bournemouth and I, yeah. I, Listen Bournemouth have done great And Eddie Howe did brilliant To get them through divisions But we're talking 11,000 fans Brendan Rodgers Left Liverpool When they were second uh, In the league With a club that was Worldwide With players who were Superstars well, I think, dealt with, and uh, I know what you're saying I don't think they were When uh, he well, left But the previous well, season Yeah previous season uh, Sorry So he was dealing With a club Who was run In similar fashion To Celtic He understood The pressure of being A top club not overachieving So there is a, a, a difference But that's not to say Eddie Howe's track record Isn't suitable to Celtic I, I think it is And I think he's in the right path As a manager To, to be in the dugout At Celtic Park Final word to you Eddie Yeah do you know what Like I said I, I don't want it to turn into A, a Brendan versus uh, Eddie competition Brendan was in his own right An, an amazing manager And he done wonders At Celtic I just think I think in the media And you, you consider how well, the media took to Stephen Gerrard. I think Eddie Howe's probably not had... He's had quite a lot of people that have detracted or give, painted this picture that he would be some sort of a gamble to Celtic, when I actually don't think it, that is the case. Um, I, I mean, I'll just say, if you watch some of the documentaries on YouTube about the minus 17 and some of his interviews, he comes across, across like a class act. Yeah, I mean, to be fair though, a lot of people said Stephen Gerrard was a gamble because he had never been a manager before. However, it's difficult to compare. Thank you very much, Eddie. In Carluk, got a good question for you on the teaser. And I wonder, could DL and or Wilson have made a referee? <sighs> the mind boggles. We'll explore that next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here. We're here until just before 8 o'clock, so there is plenty of time to get your call in. I'm actually going to turn the Masters off the TV because I think these two are getting distracted. Yeah. And you can't have this during the full time teaser. You're going to need to up, up, up your game. game. Um, right, Jim Barr, thank you for the question. Jim Barr wants to know if you guys can name the last 11 British or Irish players who've played in Serie A. Oh, okay. Uh, Aaron uh, Hickey. Hickey, are you? It's supposed to be a team, remember? You're yeah, supposed to uh, well be done, a joint mate. effort. Um, Kyle Lafferty. Yeah, well done, Keith. No. No. Oh. No? No, I wonder if he must have been Serie B. Oh, Kyle. Well, I mean, we will accept any stewards' inquiry. But that would be my assumption Based on the fact that he's not on the list I'm trusting um, Jim Henderson Who? Jordan Henderson? Liam Henderson Liam Henderson, Liam Henderson. No, He's not on the list either I'm wondering what? if Jim Barr's had one here Ashley Young hmm? Ashley Young Yes Jim Barr Is it Liam Henderson not playing Serie oh, He played with Inter Milan didn't he? Who? Young. Ashley Young Yeah, yeah. Ashley Young Yeah um, Gaza on there? No Did it go back to Gaza? No, no. I think Henderson should be on there, shouldn't he? For goodness sake, Jim Barr. What's happening here? Jim Barr. 
He should be Well done Liam Henderson There's no 12 But but there could now be An infinite number Once Uh, once it starts to break down You just never know Um, I hope we get get back To Dennis Law And Joe Jordan No No no, 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 Gaza Gaza was 94 So he wasn't there Above 94 Was David Platt after him? No No. (laughs) I'm just thinking Italia football (laughs) member Channel 4 Yeah uh, is it past that? Yeah, I mean it's this century certainly. Is it? Yeah. Ah, um, one does. Oh, don't I've got on. Hickey and Ashley Young. I don't. I get Henderson. Mm. Right, let's get doing the teams. Napoli. Well, we'll be here oh, tonight. I forget that. Right, we'll get back to. It. We will. We'll get back to it later on in the show. Um, right. So let's see. Let's hear a bit from this Jim Goodwin. I like this. Sorry, Robbie Keane. Yep, Robbie yes. Keane, Inter Milan <laughs> Just getting there before Jim Goodwin came on Right, okay, uh, let, thanks for that Let's hear from Jim Goodwin And I want your thoughts on this at home, most importantly He says that players should be encouraged to become referees when they hang up their boots Because they have got a good understanding of the rules from playing at the top level He also says it's a good pathway for players who don't want to become coaches I think it definitely would, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, because players that have played at a, a decent level will know the difference between a, a slip and a, and a bad tackle or um, will have a, probably a better idea of when a particular player is trying to con a referee uh, and one that's not. So, listen, I've no nothing against the referees that are doing the job at the moment. But it wouldn't do any harm you know, to put some of the younger players through that process of... Um, Know, of becoming a referee and if they decide then at the end of their career that coaching is not the path they want to go down but they would still like to stay in the game then I think being a referee is uh, probably the next best thing so something that the PFA should look at as well because um, you know, having been there myself when I left full-time football and um, it's difficult to go and find a, an industry that suits you and suits what you're what you're used to doing so I think becoming a referee is a, is a would be a really good step would you two have considered it? Refereeing um, and Listen I wouldn't have considered it um, but I think a lot of pressure comes From when you've built up a profile As a professional footballer um, And then you go into that line of work I can see Jim's thinking Because there are, there are professional footballers On the pitch So critical of referees and, and they think Well you've not played the game So you've got that decision right Because you've not played the game and I can mm. see that point of view I think it's very difficult for footballers To change your career into that What I would like to see is Is probably more money Thrown at footballers Who don't make it at a younger age There's plenty of footballers that fall out the academies And they would never think about getting into refereeing Because Let's be honest It's not a full time job And it probably wouldn't sustain them um, Their livelihoods I think if you put enough money Behind the training programme At a younger age You would get Maybe Footballers who have come out of Academies Who have still an interest In in football And they've still got a level of fitness And It, it would be a natural progression For them then I, I think it's different When you come to the end of your career And you're a 36 year old mm. To then be asked to To hold that fitness level And And then mm. Try and forget Everything you've learned about football And bias against referees To become one yourself Well you've done that When you're into management So I uh, think you could do it With refereeing um, I think it's a great opportunity I think it's, it's, it makes sense um, You know the game You know the way players operate You know, you know you've been in these situations I, I just I look at that and think I've missed a career opportunity mm. 
Because I, I think How do you think it would work In the separation of the what because I obviously get it You guys understand The game and, and maybe You know the intent And stuff like that Where you think Well I wasn't trying to do it. All I was doing there was You know was, was I don't know Trying to block something Or I wasn't trying to hurt a player Or whatever I guess The education would come between Saying well It doesn't Sometimes matter What, what you were trying to do and, and making sure There was still a real understanding Of the rules I mean the players as we see them right They still run about every week Every single week I see professional players Who have this understanding of the game Saying to referees And they do that wee signal with their hands I got the ball I mm-hmm. got the ball ref Hasn't mattered in a long long time Hasn't made any bearing on whether it's a foul or not For a long long time But players still do yeah. So is that what their superior understanding of the game gets you? Well I, I think what it would do Would be clear up communication lines Between the official if, if it was an ex-footballer Because then you'd understand Understand And I think um, I think if ex-footballers were referees They would sympathise And maybe Communicate better with the player To say oh, Listen I know you got the ball But here's why I've gave the foul I think th- There's a total divide Between a referees now And football players In almost a, a School teacher fashion That nobody's allowed To speak back to these referees Because it looks like You know It looks mm-hmm. bad To the crowd Or the supporters That people are talking back to officials I think If that was ex-footballers Communication mm-hmm. lines would be better But I just think it, I don't know how it, I don't think it would Work it, Look What's the age referees are allowed to referee in our top division just now? I think there's an age cap on there. If you're, is it 40 or I have no idea. Well, would, I, must it's round about up. that, but if you're talking about retiring professionals, 35, 36. To be fair, though, I don't think we're talking about you know, maybe people that have dropped. Let's bring Martin Sorry, in on this. Martin's in Coat Bridge. What do you think about that, Martin? Hi, guys. Uh, listen, Roy Keane should be the next referee. <laughs> Roy Keane should be the right Wow that would be quite something Can you imagine Yeah, yeah imagine Can you imagine all the players there When Roy Keane's saying to them oh, Listen that's a foul And that's that You think they would talk back to him Yeah probably not They'd talk back to Mark Wilson though Wouldn't they <laughs> No I see this Listen I, No we were talking about there About refereeing um, Ex-pros I think that Definitely I think that's a way ahead um, They've got much more Understanding about the game Because they've played the game Obviously yeah, uh, I think be, uh, no, it's definitely a good shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, let's. The, to be fair, Jim Goodwin understands, and this is maybe where this lovely idea that you're all, all on board with falls down, especially in our twisted little part of the footballing world. He says there may be issues about former players refereeing games because of the politics around which clubs they played for. Of course, then you look at all the the politics that would no doubt follow with that. Um, and somebody that's played for Celtic wouldn't be allowed to referee a Rangers game and somebody that's played for Dundee United wouldn't be allowed to referee a Dundee game and you get all of that kind of controversy that gets chucked in on top of it. But um, yeah, I think it'd be something worth looking at, something worth talking about. Uh, if there are players out there that want to go down that route, then uh, it might not be a bad way to go. Logistically then, would, would that work here? I think Celtic and Rangers is an obvious no-no, right? Yeah. So if you're a former Celtic player, you cannot referee... Celtic games Or Rangers games mm-hmm. For that matter um, So Who's going to want to sign up to that? Uh, yeah Right If you, you know, you, you're, you've, you've just been denied Every big Cup final Or exactly. most of them yeah. um, Not only Not only can you re- Not only can you not referee Your own team You can't referee The other team Or any game Which somehow had a Knock on effect on, on that fixture Would that would that problem come up with Edinburgh sides, Dundee sides? I don't know. Maybe I'm making too much of that. I don't it know. would because fans of every club, would you know, Dundee United player, 
if I gave a decision in that, Dundee fans would be on. So every group of fans would would take a pop at the official, and that, that does become a problem. Um, not just here, but I, I guess throughout the UK, it would become a problem. I mean, I've heard, fans I've, heard the, I've heard the thing before about. Um, well, referees in England declare who they support, or it's kind of known at times who they support. I, ju- I just wonder if we're we, we're different, aren't yeah. we? And very, it's not listen, often. Very rarely are these referees supporting one of the big sides. When when they tell you who they support, it's some team that they never re- referee down the League One. I, th- and League I think two. it would. I think it honestly it would be hard. I can totally understand what Jim's saying, but I think Mark made a great point. I think if you get into the professional sport and you don't make it, gone for one reason or another. Then I think it's a great path to keep yeah. connected to 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 something mm. that you love and a passion. But it is a completely different ball. But game. I think I think the finances, honestly, think the finances have to be there. I think Jim's onto something. Um, with with professionals who have played the game at a certain level, so many of them drop out. If if the SFA or whoever trains these referees up, put a proper apprenticeship p- program in place to attract boys to say. Listen, you fell out the game, but you can still make a decent living and there's a pathway of progression here that you can progress in. Listen, in 10 years' time, you may not be a top footballer, but you could be a top referee on the world stage if you like refereeing Champions League games. Here you go, it's put in front of you and we'll give you all the training. I think that's appealing to young players coming out the game. I just don't think it's as appealing to older players who are falling out the game. Um, Martin, did you have anything else on your mind? Yes, guys. Uh, I was actually on because uh, I'm, I'm actually badging for Roy Keane to be the next uh, Celtic manager. Um, I, I feel as if if you give Roy Keane a, a job, a, a top, I mean a top job at a big club, obviously Celtic. I think you see the best out of him. You can bring the best out of him. Um, he, he was a top player. He's a proper winning mentality. Um, I just feel that the jobs he said before. I know Sunderland are a big club, but they're away down in that bottom division now and stuff, and they were out at the bottom of the Premier League when we managed them. Um, so they're not really challenging. I feel as if he's at a team that's going to be challenging. I think you'll see the best of Roy. Can I just say one thing, guys? You see the guy, George, the Rangers fan that was on before? Mm-hmm. He was on before seven. Honestly, this guy, I mean, he needs to have, get a straight jacket on. He, he thinks it's Celtic. Oh, come on, why is the, I can't be polite on tonight's show. Come on, mm. seriously. Come on, just be nice to each other. Mm. I get Roy, You can Roy, disagree uh, with the point. Yeah, what, what more saying there about Roy Keane? I wouldn't mind Roy Keane being Celtic manager at, at all. I think if he had a, a progressive, forward thinking you know, coach beside him, it could work. It certainly could work. You know, not all managers are tactical geniuses. Some managers get the best out of players and put the right staff around you. And put the right staff around you. So you never know. It might still be Plan B for Celtic. Right, Martin was all for ex-players becoming refs. So's Gordon Diel. So's Mark Wilson. I just like to hear both sides. Is there anyone out there who's not having it? Anyone think it's a ridiculous idea? Anyone thinks that it's got flaws? Tell us. I like to hear both sides. Alistair and Corker Hill, are you having it? I'll have it. Okay, Gordon. And good evening to you and other Gordon no. and Mark. And I'm I'm all for having that, Gordon. Yeah. And if, do you want my reason? Yeah. Absolutely. They, they probably do have a better grip of the game and a better idea than what's going on. But having said that, but for Jim McCluskey, Les Mottram and George Cumming, all the successful referees of the former footballers and Don Robertson of today's crop was with St. Martin and Queen's Park at one time. I like his style. He's not a book happy referee. Does his best to keep the game going. I think it would be better if more players took it up. But I've had a lot of players 
that I know that played junior football and amateur football that really fancied their bottle, but when they took it up, they said it's not for me. But at the same time, I don't think it would be a bad idea. I, I agree with what yeah. Goody says. Yeah, I mean, maybe we, maybe we're getting carried away in the, because we're we're imagining that all of a sudden, I don't know, Scott Brown or Alfredo Morelos decides they want to be a ref. I mean, maybe that that is missing the point, and that ain't never going to happen. Maybe we are talking more about guys who, like you said, Mark, kind of just falling out at an early age, or maybe a, 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 a bit of a smaller profile as a yeah, player. Is yeah. that where it's more likely to come from? Like if you look down all the leagues, if you take away the the Premiership, um, the top half of the Championship, um, from there on down, a lot of clubs are part time. Um, so a lot of players come and you know have a couple of good seasons and then go into their other line of work. I suppose it could be for them someone with you know a profile who isn't right at the the forefront of our game. Um, but look, when you say I was for it, I'm, I I don't think I'm for. Footballers retiring and getting into referee. I'm for footballers falling out at an age between seventeen to say twenty, right, okay. and say there you go, and and give them enough to look forward to, hmm. incentives to go. Look, here's where you could build. Start the juniors and build your way up. Before you know it, your Premiership. Before you know it, you're you're in European games or international games. I think it's a good pathway. And players who have been with clubs from sixteen to say twenty. Have spent a considerable amount of time in the game to understand what it means to play the game, but I'm sure. Listen, referees are listening to this just now, saying "You're talking absolute nonsense." We know the game fine. You Absolutely. know, we watch the games like fans do. How can you say we don't know the game? So there is two sides to the argument, I suppose. Yeah, because Alistair, I wonder then, does this mean that the perceived failings or perceived weaknesses of our referees, you think that's because they've never played? Is that is, it, is that the way it works? Uh, no, it's sadly, Gordon, because some of them are good. It's just, it's like any base of life. You've got some good and some bad. Some of the referees are okay, and some of them aren't as good as what their others are, you know. It, uh, but I think if it is an ex-player, they will have a better idea of what makes a thing function properly. Yep, fair enough. I don't mind that at all. Thank you very much, Alistair, in Corker Hill. Jim Barr wants to know if you can name the last... 12 It's now become British and Irish players Who've played In the Serie A It might grow That list We've got Liam Henderson Aaron Hickey And Ashley Young Robbie Keane David Beckham Yes AC one. Milan Well done Yeah Aaron Ramsey Yep Still at UV isn't oh, he Oh yes Yep uh, mm. Who's on Twitter AJ's thrown a good few names in Did Ashley Cole go to Oh Roma yep. Good shout yep. That well done. well done Yep Struggling now Five to get I think We'll oh. get them next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. We're asking you for Jim Barr's teaser. Now remember, you've got to remember the rules. If there's something up with the question, you do not blame me. You blame <laughs> Jim Barr. Can the guys name 12... The last 12 British and Irish players have played in Serie A Liam Henderson, Aaron Hickey, Ashley Young, Aaron Ramsey, David Beckham, Ashley Cole, Robbie Keane Chris Riordan sent in some lovely names And Chris, I think some of them might be right But I'm going to pretend I just didn't read your tweet And the question is now, can you name Jim Barr's last um, 12 players? <laughs> what is Jim Barr having um, for dinner tonight? Can you name that? <laughs> you got um, any more? Chris Smalling Yep Good shout Joe Hart So you just basically have to guess What Jim Barr's thinking list. Joe Aye. Hart, well done Torino Oh, was he Torino? Who did you think it was? I said Roma 
Oh, no, it doesn't matter <laughs> Aye, aye They play in the same colour So there's three left on Jim's list <laughs> You got them? <laughs> Can you guess? Could be anybody Exactly Could, could be any mm. uh, Probably not even be British <laughs> uh, Wilberto says On ex-players being rest Could Halliday say He'd award Celtic a penalty at Ibrox in the last minute Or Wilson honestly say the same For giving Rangers one at Celtic Park With seconds to go? <laughs> Definitely not <laughs> I didn't see it <laughs> I heard it I heard it <laughs> Will he call him one? I didn't hear anything But like I'm saying I think is that Maybe we're missing the point there You know we're using these kind of High, high profile yeah. guys That have played in those big fixtures um, never know. Let's see what Jonathan thinks Jonathan in Motherwell Take us away Hi Gordon Hi panel um, I was just to make my, my point With regards to former players Being referees um, I don't think it would work at all And I would be completely against it To be honest You know um, Mark put the point across there uh, Maybe 17 to 20, 20 year olds Getting a, an apprenticeship scheme or something But I just think that how football works In this country And how How much fans are Evolve kind of around Celtic and Rangers, um, and would always come back to that. Even if players, because nine times out of ten, you find young players in this country have been in the books at Celtic or Rangers at some point. And and even if they've not, well, like I said, by the way we work in Scotland, um, if it was Hearts, it would go back to, oh, he's a Rangers man without the bus fare, and if it was Hibs, it would go back to he's a Celtic man without the bus fare. You know, it's just how this country works. Um, what what if that's what if that's wrong though, Jonathan? You know, what 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 if, what if that's wrong? Should we just roll over and accept that? No, it is wrong. You know, it is, it is wrong because it's not right, but it's just unfortunately how Scottish football goes. Um, and I, I think, obviously, even between whether it's Motherwell, Hamilton, Dundee, Dundee United, you know, the Highland teams, it would always go back. And the bitterness in this country is different from where it is down south. But I, I uh, don't so even think, sorry, Jonathan, I don't even think that would be any worse than it is just now. Because if you think a referee, I don't know, given a decision against Celtic just now, um, well, we, you know we, his listen, whole team we, he supports Or who yeah. he thinks we, We're support, already yeah. obsessed With speculating about Which team a referee supports yeah. anyway Yeah so I don't think It'd be any worse I think it'd be the same People may have an argument Oh he was on the books at Celtic There may be some evidence He was on the books at Celtic But I think then you need to take A sensible approach If it's a real progression A real job for these guys That they can get to the top Of their profession then I think you can safely say it isn't the case that they awarded a penalty for Rangers I mean, because he was on the books for Rangers. We're open. We're opening a whole can of worms here, but it do, it does it does go back to that that debate and their perception we've got about referees. Are you seriously going to damage your own refereeing career and give the wrong decision because you were in somebody's books when you were eight years old? Yeah, you know, I don't I think mean, so. Seriously, yeah, yeah. but. People will believe that That's the way a lot of people But people do believe that Just now That referees who have got High flying jobs Lawyers You know Heads of departments And But they didn't give them A team a penalty Because They support Another team Or did before they became a referee That's Mm. the opinion just now If it changes I don't think it would But I do think we'd get Potentially a better standard Of referee If we went down Mm. that route Because a lot of these Younger referees That's coming through just now I mean they're yeah, they're doing their their time, I suppose, in the lower leagues, refing before they get to top mm. age. But I think it would just be a better progression for for our younger athletes to get in there. Jonathan, what about the other side of it? Then the standard. I know you're saying you don't think it could happen, but let's push that to one side. In theory, would it? Would these guys be better equipped to be referees? No, I, I think I, I would. I would definitely uh, take that point as a positive. Um, Ex players would would have an understanding in certain situations, maybe. Over referees um, With regards to simulation in the box And maybe 50-50s where momentum takes you through And stuff like that um, 
I just kind of go back to my point that in, in this country, I, I think referees get enough stick as it is and now. Um, and I think maybe ex-players becoming referees would just open up a, a whole new kind of loophole to, to slate them for reasons that I don't necessarily agree with as well. I just think it's the way we are um, mm-hmm. yeah. in Scotland. And, and also before I, before I finish up, Gordon, um, 9.55 the morning, Cobbles, your DL went to taught a lesson then. <laughs> Listen, um, Jonathan, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that because the three of us were there today, funnily enough. And believe me, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't me or DL that received the lesson. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We were absolutely fantastic. Listen, I think the handicap system came into play a bit. Today, Jonathan at Colvo Park. If there's one guy that needs investigated, it's him. To be fair, yeah, I, I would yeah. admit that. Daz is Daz is an absolute shark. Yes, yeah. And the wind, the wind was. And he was, was on that. He's on my team, so I, I don't mind, and I shouldn't really. He's my teammate. I don't want to. I don't want to do him in, but but he's a shark guy. So he is. He no, is. Uh, he's a con man. So <laughs> there is no. Let's not get into the golf. It, it doesn't help when you don't. You turn up without a brawly. You turn up, you don't even have <laughs> he a brawl. shambles, wasn't he? Oh, uh, do you know what, Jonathan? <laughs> I am led to believe DL will be there tomorrow. You can teach him a lesson. I am not going to be there. I'm day off for me. But thanks for joining us. No worries, Good man. That was Jonathan in Motherwell. Talk You're going to be spotted tomorrow. You're going to be spotted. Doesn't even sound like a golf. Hope you mean more. And he's a giant. Avoid being employed, says ex pros are human, so they're not flawless and will still make mistakes. But I do believe they could bring a more positive element to our game, but we have to accept refs will always make mistakes, ex players or not. That's far too sensible of you for this show. That will that will that will never catch on. We want a world where people don't make mistakes, I think. Judging by the exactly. the exactly. expectation levels, yeah. The the thing is, you see, just now, not like we could be here all night talking about referees, but there's so much, you know, surrounding referees and wrong decisions now that it's impossible for them. Sometimes I think we should just let make less of their mistakes. You know, highlight them. I think it would help if they highlighted it as well. I and then you want to drive on. up standards, don't you? But it doesn't matter ex players, anything, Gordon. Every referee will make mistakes oh, It's a very that, difficult game And if you ever go and do a coaching badge You've got to do a referee course right? And let me say something It's a very difficult course to pass Because it really is difficult for these guys mm. And that's why I appreciate all the hard work And the effort they put in day in day out Oh he's <laughs> disgusting isn't he? Do you see the way he crawls to the referees Do coaching badges You need to do a referee Yeah I, 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 The last coaching badge Did I you done. ever do that on yours? <laughs> no <laughs> Did you <laughs> not? You <laughs> were your badge <laughs> done you at the SFA <laughs> Dad's come along And do this referee's course oh, That's been... why you're The pal every week <laughs> No that wasn't even play When I did my badges oh, You've been done there I'll tell you what's One of the hardest Give courses Give us an extra on a quest What? <laughs> it's, it's hard because it's It's a made up part of the process It's made no, up to get no, an extra few quid off you Not at all no. See, <laughs> I know every, we keep thinking of ah, You know you would know if What a real tackle is or, or what a dive But see to be see the one bit that I Just cannot And I, I give them all the praise in the world for I know they get it wrong See offsides when uh, You know maybe a defender is stepping out And a striker's going the opposite way And they're crossing over And it's all happening at once And there's a ball played through See how, how they're meant to spot that not yeah. for me And it's marginal And it's so quick And it could be You know a centimetre off And these phones will go red I can't believe he's missed that yeah. I can believe he's missed it 
Yeah, that's why that's why I think it's very unfair. And you're nah, tough but on nah, them. listen, they're still rubbish as well. I'm not letting you stick up for them all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, right, any more on Jim Barr's mystery list of I think British and one. Irish players who've played in Serie yeah. A? Yeah, You've got Aaron Hickey, Liam Henderson, Ashley Young, Ramsey, Smalling, Beckham, Cole, Hart, and Keane. Three apparently to go. I'm just going down man you all the time. Paul Lynch? No, don't bother. Paul Lynch? Wrong time frame. Hmm. Ooh, that's sort of set me back a little bit Yeah these are tough these three Nah clues in Gordon uh, Okay Fiorentina was his club Oh I think I know this No you don't How are you going to get this Fiorentina Yeah You got good Fiorentina knowledge Who else played for Fiorentina that you know Exactly name one other player <laughs> Who's ever <laughs> played for Fiorentina From any country of all time Go Kastroff who? Who's Kastroff? Played centre Centre He's made centre that Batistuta <laughs> Batistuta <laughs> uh, uh, I do know people that played there Right hurry up Can't remember right, Who's the British on. one? I don't know He also played for Man City Oh Oh, 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 oh. I've got him Right back He's on Sky Sports Micah Richards Micah Richards He played for Fiorentina yep. Right okay the other, This guy was meant to be Unbelievable What a What a talent But you know, talking about wasted talents and guys that just maybe attitude or behaviour or not being able to do the hard work. Pro, uh, Man United youngster. Remember him? Alex Ferguson used to rave about him. Went to Lazio. Ravel Morrison. Never no, have gone nah, in a million no, years. The nah. last one as well. I'm just going to forget this, Jim Barr. What are you doing to these two? Jay Boothroyd. Forget that. <laughs> 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 Jay Boothroyd. Can you imagine you two? <laughs> I, I don't think you'd ever have got that no, I mean never. genuinely If we had stayed on for More like chance six, I'm getting a Fiorentina player Of any weeks, nationality What a shooter right, That was a pleasure As always Thank you Mark And Gordon Back tomorrow at 6 o'clock With Hugh Keevans And Jim Duffy Thank you so much For another busy show We will see you again tomorrow And Callum Gallagher is up next